0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 63rd episode of Dragon Quest Slime Time, an official Dragon's Den podcast. This is your host, Liam Land. And this is your always tactful host, Pendy. Uh, Pendy, you realize this isn't a tact- tactfully die episode, right? Uh Sorry, my bad.
1: My mind is in Georgia overdrive right now. I saw a bear in the bushes with a bird dog, and now I don't know whether I'm coming or going. This Kojak with a Kodak just got me all flustered. Maybe if I get some go-go juice for my ride, pay the water bill, and get my nightgown on for a bit, I'll be able to hammer
0: down through this podcast. Okay, I have no idea what you just said, but... Uh maybe it has to do with our next guest in trucking. Uh, You'll have to slow down, though. Everything I know about trucking, I learned from Ice Road Truckers. And to be honest, most of what I learned was glossed over while I was staring drop-jawed at Lisa Kelly.
1: This episode
0: is very truck-related.
1: Before I get all ratchet jaw let me introduce our guest. We would like to welcome The Questing Truck, a.k.a. Andrew Collins, to the party.
2: Hello,
1: hello. Welcome. He did a very creative audio let's play of Dragon Quest 1 for his Questing on the Road podcast series. His podcast series is also unique as he has done each episode from inside his big rig truck between stops as he travels the
0: country hauling goods for his job yeah this is great because i do have a decent sized list of trucking related questions that come to mind while listening to his podcast so let's get to know our guests yes
2: so the
0: questing truck how did you originally get into the dragon quest series
2: well uh i'm pretty sure i mean it's it's been well over 30 years ago i got i played dragon quest one and i'm pretty sure i got it through the nintendo power thing oh like, nice. you got it for free and so forth mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh since then i've, I've played I've, I've mostly i've played through uh, well, one two well played through is a big much <laughs> i have finished exactly one dragon quest twice uh now <laughs> but uh i've not actually finished any of the other ones but i've played very briefly too i've played three i've played four which is gorgeous i love i love mm-hmm. four that's one of my favorites, uh, too. yeah same Seven, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the, the the systems, that's the one where you like go back and past and like reform like these islands or is that, Is that yes. seven or is that six? Yes, that's, that's seven. seven, that's seven. Yeah. Yep.
0: I'm actually playing that I one played right a bit now of, with my son.
2: I, I really enjoyed the the, the arc or the the, the, the the just the gameplay loop in that. It's, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I played uh, eight. And I've played a little bit of eleven. And as far as like side ones go, I've played uh, Dragon Quest Builders. one and two, two more. I like I like two a lot better. Mm. And then I played a little bit of that. Um, mobile tactical one, but where you have the oh, monsters tech. and so forth. Yes. yes. Uh, I didn't, They didn't last too long on that one because like a lot of the monsters I liked weren't the good monsters that you could use. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> so uh, what, what's your favorite thing about the Dragon Quest series from the games you've played so far?
2: Uh, a big thing is the artwork really. It, it, it has a very, every game It's very similar. It's all, I think it's all about who's Armano. Is that who does it? Uh, Akira so, uh, Toriyama. Yeah. Toriyama. Okay. Yeah. The same uh, artist yeah. every time. Yep. I mean, you always know you're playing a Dragon Quest game, regardless. You know, when, when you go in like Final Fantasy, those can be rather significantly different. There might be a couple things that are the same, but uh, from the music to the artwork, it's just always kind of that same very quaint uh, feel to it. You know, it, it it's not over the top, but it's it's really cartoony. But I, I like that. It, I like I like that art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're familiar you know, it, with Dragon Ball, it, it goes for the characters and the yeah.
0: It's the same yeah. artist as the Dragon Ball series or franchise.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, do you have any favorite monsters or characters from this? well my memory is rough as far as like characters
2: go um i i know i liked elena from
1: oh, okay Thor. that's that's a classic.
2: and thank you yeah. yeah and i know oh, she's yeah. really popular so it's not really a surprise um <laughs> i don't really know the characters very well like i, I can remember like a couple i know like an a M., jessica and i can't remember his name he's got kind talks cockney has like these weird hair it's oh yengis yangus, arms, uh, yangus. yangus yeah, that's yeah Corp Limey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he, he has that i don't know what it's called it's like i i, I Cockney accent or like that yeah yeah the you, British, you got it. British yeah. cockney That's accent it. um as far as like monsters are concerned uh i've i really enjoy like the uh, golem the golem is one of my favorites mm. i just like the way it looks yeah uh the knight errant type stuff those look kind of cool too, although I think the golem still beats him out. And as far as like cuteness goes, you can't really beat the little slime. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Um so is there a a specific music track that resonated with you as you've been playing?
2: Yeah, like like I know later on like music gets a lot more in depth. Like uh, as I was playing through one because one of the things I really enjoy about a lot of these RPGs, especially like the Final Fantasy series, is the music. I, I I love the music from those games. I'll, li- I'll just like listen to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I don't really do that so much with Dragon Quest, but then I don't really know. I've not played enough of like all the games to know like all that there is. So if I but if I was going to limit myself to just the first one, that's the one I've most recently played. Uh, well, you know, of course the fanfare is iconic. It's, but uh, I actually just really like the overworld theme. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, it's definitely. very it's very. I could listen to it for a long time. It doesn't. It isn't abrasive. It's very passive. It's very calming. I, I really enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, awesome. that's one of the best uh walking themes in in the entire franchise and it's right there in the first game
2: yeah so now that we've gotten to
1: get to know you a little bit better uh we'll get into the meat of this interview so first of all it is so wonderful to have you on I'm, I'm a big fan of your series on doing the audio let's play of dragon quest one i heard about it from one of our other podcast hosts platy and decided to give it a try you know i had my doubts about it but i was really pleasantly surprised once i started to listen to it so what inspired you to start with dragon quest one for your series
2: uh well, a lot of it was actually me listening to another podcast as well um uh, daniel K's uh, let's play podcasts and he uh he did briefly uh like three episodes of dragon warrior and it really made me nostalgic for dragon warrior When i, I associate dragon Warrior like if you were to ask me like i'm a fan i'm probably more of a fan of final fantasy than i am dragon warrior but mm-hmm. i associate like my childhood with dragon warrior a lot more you know being with my you know, cousins and so forth we, that's the game we played more we, we enjoyed both but it just seems like dragon warrior was the one we always played so it made me really nostalgic for it and then but then he stopped doing it I'm like well i wanted to hear more so i said well i guess i can do it so that's <laughs> I'll go play it. I guess I can go ahead and record it. So uh, that's kind of why I started with Dragon Warrior. He stopped doing it. And I wanted to hear
0: it. Nice, nice. So, uh, what what drove um, what drove you to dis- uh, decide to start the podcast is just listening to uh, other podcasts. Sorry for the awful pun there.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> I drove it. Um, <laughs> the uh, the doing the podcast It isn't my first rodeo doing something like this. I mm-hmm. I did uh, YouTube for a very long time. Oh, uh, really? I mean, I was never like one of these superstars like that. But you know, I had you know nice little following. I, but I did mostly battle check back then, uh, Mega Mech specifically. And uh, when the transition happened to where I basically, I I was a security guard forever. And I was, where I was working, basically they were getting rid of the security. And I was in a really dark place back then. That's that's when I really got into, I finally decided I needed to get back into doing the truck driving. Mm -hmm. And part of the thing when I went into the truck driving is I kind of couldn't do YouTube anymore. There's just no way to like have the bandwidth I would need to even just upload know and I, I never really strained the due to, due to streaming or anything like that so you know i kind of regretted not being able to continue that although the, then later on I, I started hearing about these you know audio only let's plays and that's kind of cool i can do that while wa- you know down the road just kind of i enjoyed like you know watching let's plays and, and, and it's similar so uh so then when i decided man i really want to play that again it's like you know i could probably do this and actually do content again like i used to mm-hmm. uh the, there was a bit of you know hurdles and you know have to relearn some things but that's kind of why I decided to go ahead and do the podcast instead of just you know playing by myself
0: yeah yeah i mean well, like like uh um, pendy said you know you you, you almost you kind of go into it with the doubts cuz i this is my first audio um uh, let's play as well i've never I've never kind of listened to one before uh, without Mm -hmm. visually seeing it, and it is it is an incredibly charming. Like you bring a lot to to this podcast. This is um, uh, it is it it like goes beyond expectations in terms of like the amount of charm and creativity that you put into it, including like all those. uh, you know, Pendy, you wanted to ask about the the, the little fictional openings.
1: Yeah, um, that runs right into my next question because like one of my favorite parts about your episodes are those little fan fiction openings that you do in the beginning. I'll actually post mm-hmm. a sample here for the audience.
3: The Dragonlord stepped out onto the balcony overlooking his castle and gazed up at the ever-darkening clouds swirling overhead. Soon his spell would be completed and the land would be restored to his monster kin. What few setbacks this hero from Tanteagle had inflicted were annoying to be sure, but of no real consequence. He touched the amulet around his neck. The sphere of light contained within remained dormant. The spells he had placed on the amulet would continue to sap out of his strength. It wouldn't be long now. With a start, the dragonlord jerked his hand away from the amulet. For a moment the dragonlord was bathed in light and the clouds dissolved for a few seconds. They quickly reformed, however, and the light was again shut away. He carefully touched the amulet once more, but found it cool. That had never happened before. He resolved to reinforce the spells to prevent any such reoccurrence, when out of the corner of his eye he saw a glint. Focusing his eyes in the distance, he saw a strange prismatic path now connected his islands to the mainland. He had seen this before, and equally knew who must have been responsible. With a scowl, he retreated back into his castle to prepare for his guest and put an end to this once and for all.
1: Where did you get the idea to make those a staple of your episode?
2: Well, part of it was I wanted to, you know, if I was going to do a podcast, I wanted to stand out a little bit from other podcasts. That's part of it. Mm. And part the other part of it is, I was trying to decide what do I actually want to do with this? It, and, you know, it's, it's one thing to just play through the game, you know, even on like YouTube, you know, you've got people, if, if all you're doing is a dryly of playing through the game, you, you're not really adding content to it. Yeah. You might as well uh, just play the game yourself. Hmm. But, like, one of the, one of, so one of the goals I wanted to, is like, you have all these old games, and, you know, and I kind of think of like, you know, for example, my dad, you know, he doesn't play games. He doesn't have any frame of reference, but there's like these really cool stories. So I wanted to share, the stories, you know, and, you know, and bring it out a little bit more than what's, especially like some of the first few, there isn't a whole lot in the game that really shares the story. So mm-hmm. you have to be a little more creative in those. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do, of course, this isn't really, uh, associated with like the intros or whatever but I wanted uh, you know I wanted to make it feel like you know it was back when my great grandma's house I was playing with my cousins we're all sitting there on the, in the house, at the house and playing video games and a lot of times you know you aren't, you aren't just you know if you're just mindlessly grinding yeah you're playing it's in the background but normally you're just talking about something else uh, so you know it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about you know the, the way I do the content as opposed to some the other places that's kind of why I do just kind of like chatter a little bit you know nothing's really going on.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's great too. Like when you're talking about the little things that are going on uh, with you lately and little updates about what's going on in your life as you're doing the grinding and stuff like that, that was
0: entertaining too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that on the podcast as well. So uh, did you write the opening, the openings in the beginning? Um, and is that the kind of storytelling you mean in terms of like, um, uh, you know, the, if you'd be sitting in the background not playing while your the rest of your family is? Are you narrating like what they're playing or how, how does that oh, work or how did
2: that work? Oh, hold on. A minute. I'm breaking up. I need to like turn around here. <laughs> right. Get back into All Tarot. Right. Are you driving right now? I'm driving my car. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> He's podcasting No, I mean, on we, we
2: talked about doing, the, doing it in the, in the truck. Yeah. there would be way too much noise. You wouldn't be able to understand me. Gotcha. I think that's just, also part just, of
0: part of the charm of uh, of the podcast, as well as those little, like, all of a sudden you'll be listening, and you're, uh, I think your heater will we'll kind of turn on and it just it kind of it just adds to the atmosphere of like you're listening to a podcast that's being recorded in a truck you know oh, and this, and is mm-hmm. a, this is a unique experience in later episodes you came up with little truck sound effects like you had the truck driving off
1: at the end that you added on later and then you had this all. <laughs> you also had this convention where like if you wanted to skip time you'd have like a little truck sound effect that to show oh yeah, i remember that too yeah to show
2: indicate to people that yeah. the time has passed yeah, yeah. i did that okay. and i immediately regretted it because <laughs> like, i just never really came up it's it's, it's like i made a big i made a big deal about having adding these sound effects and we're add it. i think i did it once in that episode i never did them again <laughs> <laughs> now well the, the truck driving off though I, I think i had that since the very beginning it's always okay. at the very end. Okay, yeah, I, think, nice I think discussion. I think I am back to a more uh, stable area. Okay, what okay. was the question again? Uh, so
0: so we were just talking about um, how you'd be at your your grandmother's house and everyone would be playing, but whoever's not playing is telling stories. Are they are you in that situation? Are you writing down or are you uh, narrating what's being played?
2: Well, usually, uh, and we're not going through uh, or like the intro, so I'm I'm writing them. It's, yeah. And a lot of times that was that would cause delays in the episode because I didn't know what to say because uh, mm-hmm. originally there was just supposed to be recaps like what happened before in the last episode sometimes yeah. not a whole lot happened in the last episode i walked around and i killed a few monsters <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, right. so it started being just whatever i could think of to do if, if, if it was a recap great if it was just what was coming up you know fine yep. uh but mostly i just wanted to, i wrote it to just try to kind of you know embellish a little bit but also bring out the story that in a way that the old nes game really couldn't do
0: right
2: right uh but you know and we, you know when we were kids and it wouldn't be constantly you know sometimes there's something really cool happens you know we just you know jump up like you know start waving our arms and man we just you know really hit them like this so you know it's stuff like that it wasn't any of these like storytelling i would say just yeah uh, nothing nothing worth writing down anyway (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's interesting to hear what uh some of the inspiration for all of that came from um so what what are you typically hauling in your truck when you're traveling and recording from the podcast i think you mentioned something about refrigerator trailer
2: yeah well i i've recently changed jobs i'm still a truck I've hauled all kinds of stuff throughout my career. Uh, When I worked for rail, I did a little bit of flatbed, which I'd hauled steel, uh, roofing tile, pretty much anything you put on a flatbed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't like that very long. So I I ended up going to a dry van for a long time with them, but but I hauled all kinds of stuff after that Uh, paper. uh, Most memorable one is actually, I kind of had a falling out with rail where I wasn't very happy with them. They weren't very happy with me. So the last load I hauled for them, I remember was out of Florida and it was a load of uh, fertilizer. So the last load was a full of crap. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) So uh, I've I've, I've worked for other companies too. More recently, when when I was doing the podcast, I was working for Swift. And that was, I was on a dedicated route working for uh, uh, Kraft, Heinz, and Oscar Mayer. Uh, So I would haul Uh. their goods a lot of times, most of the time. And that was was always refrigerated. The reefer wasn't always on, although half the time it was. It it doesn't really sound like a whole lot i remember i was always worried about it and like the episodes like oh man this you know this might sound really bad it never really sounded terrible <laughs> it, was just, mm-hmm. it was kind of just a little bit of a hum in the background is all it really sounded like when it you know actually finished doing the episode but it always sounds it always sounds a lot worse when you're trying you're wanting it to be quiet now normally like if i wasn't trying to record a thing i don't even hardly notice that stuff but mm-hmm. uh but you know, now, now i haul auto parts uh, for Ryder. So, okay okay
1: so you know it was interesting to hear you figure out the game as you went along because you hadn't played it in a very long time since you had uh been, since you had been growing up and i think you may have mentioned it in your episodes but did you have to use a guide at all between episodes to figure anything out or did you figure or did you do it all in, on your own i can't remember
2: for the most part i did it all on my own uh a, a lot of things came back to me and then there's a lot of things i was just remembering wrong too like, mm-hmm. like i i could have swore like you, you had to click like a bunch of dragon scales, and go into that locked room Back at Galenholm, and that's where they they put it together in like a in like a dragon shield or something like that. It's like I don't know if that's a different Dragon Quest or where I was getting that from. But I, just, I could have swore that's what we end up doing, and no, that, that had nothing to do with what was behind the door in Galenholm. Uh, uh, for the most part, I did it myself. I remember looking up uh, when I, when I went through the dungeon and got the fight the warrior ring, I think it was or the mm-hmm. fighter ring. I had no idea what it did. I would equip it and like my stats didn't change. I was like, well, what does this even do? I had to look oh. that. Up. And then I, I remember I don't it, remember uh, what that does either. <laughs> does it increase it, it, agility? It slightly increases. It increases your damage but it doesn't it doesn't reflect Uh, the stats i think it just reflects the damage i I don't know i kept it equipped even though it didn't seem to do anything
1: (laughs) yeah there's there's some items in the game where it doesn't really tell you what it does and it's like "Um, uh the dragon scale is kind of the same
2: way although the dragon skill at least raises your defense by two and you see it yeah
0: yeah Um, So in uh, in ice road truckers where they're driving these massively heavy loads of mining equipment across the ice roads and the truckers on the show tend to break down relatively frequently. uh, Mm -hmm. Mostly the mechanical complications are due to like the persistently harsh weather. So uh, seeing all kinds of weather, do you run into many issues with your truck breaking down on the road?
2: Well, cold, cold has a way of amplifying pre-existing problems. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, you, you, you go through all, wow. all summer, there'll be a, something wrong with your truck and you may or may not even notice it. Uh, but then it gets cold and all of a sudden you know, I it just, it's a big problem. Uh, yeah. batteries, batteries is a big one on that. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never seen ice road truckers. I've seen like, you know, commercials for it. I've never actually watched it.
0: <laughs> I, I I did but, a job yeah. for, uh, I did a job for, uh, uh a and while back. So I had to, I had to kind of post ads on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just started to get like into it and, and watched like four se- four straight seasons in a row. So that's yeah, I don't think it's
2: something I would want to do, do the ice road. <laughs> yeah. I don't even it's, like it's, doing ice here, you know. So.
0: The the uh, the level of like the, the the weights these guys were carrying across these roads and girls, um, they're pretty uh extreme. So you know, there was always the danger of like someone falling through it. And it was—it's just kind of an on your on your edge edge of your seat kind of uh, kind of watch. So yeah, I mean, when well you,
2: that's, that's all of it.
0: <laughs> when you uh, when you uh, typically uh, you know when it does happen, um, what happens with like your company and your boss when when the truck breaks down? Does that complicate? Well, like, you know, do, are they blaming you or are they just kind of writing it off as like? Oh no no no,
2: they're not blaming me. It's like the with Swift. I don't really know writer's policy yet with it, but Swift, if I had a breakdown, uh, normally the first thing I do, I, I call on road, which mm-hmm. that's just, the, that's the number for our maintenance guys. And they would try to get, you know if i was if i was stranded somewhere they'd try to get somebody out to me sometimes they want me to like they, they sometimes if it were worse they would beg me well can you like make it up to this uh truck stop and you know maybe yes maybe no most of the time no <laughs> <laughs> uh i have tried to work with as much as possible you know it's, it, it, it's like i said it's not my fault it's just it needs fixed yeah. uh yeah. And they would get they would get together with uh, a maintenance shop somewhere and we get get my truck in if it turned out that i it was going to be like more than a day. They would put me up in a hotel somewhere. Uh, if it was going to be significant, and it's never happened to me, but I know it happened to some people. If it was going to be there for like a couple of weeks or something like that, then they would actually find you a loaner truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they never blamed you. It's just, I mean, sure, it's irritating for all involved, but it's just, it's just one of those things. It's what is the reality of truck driving? Things break down. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, before we sense. get back into the the game, uh, I did want to have, uh, I did have another kind of related truck driver question, and like of all the. Like major chain truck stops. Like, do you have like a favorite, like Love's or Flying J, or or maybe even if you, I don't know if you ever been to like a Bucky's or anything like that.
2: Uh, Well, Bucky's doesn't allow truck. Oh, they don't. Okay. Well, it's one of those things that really annoys me because you see signs from everywhere. And my sister, she lives down in Texas. She's going to Bucky's all the time. And you know, you know, I I can never go there with a truck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I'm uh, sorry, what did you say your favorite was?
2: Uh, Petro TA. There's it's the same, basically the same company, but the uh, oh, TA's. Okay, okay. And mainly because TAs. they have the nice big restaurants in them.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, okay, that cool.
2: plus they always have like reserved parking usually. So it, it, was, it, it would be an easy thing for me to just pull up a TA. You know, the next TA I would come up to, reserve mm-hmm. a spot that I'd be there. Then I'd get my shower. I'd get, you know, something good to eat. Get out of the truck for a while and relax. Uh, that was, that's a big thing. You know, you're in the truck so much you kind of have to take it off every once again yeah Mm -hmm. that's
0: that's another thing that i think uh I, i i didn't appreciate before fully appreciate before listening to the podcast is that you're living in the
2: truck yeah it was you know, my home on, it, uh, yeah
0: it's not like you're I stopping would stay at out. hotels every night
2: no no uh not not over the road like that uh i i would stay out for four to six weeks straight mm-hmm. uh and come home for like four to six days gotcha uh so yeah you know, i that little box is what i lived in i, I remember i have a uh, my cousin well, the same cousin that i played dragon uh, warrior with you know when i was a kid he drives trucks as well and we talk a lot and we occasionally float the idea like Doing teams and quickly shoot it down because I mean we like each other but I don't think we like each other that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're you're looking at an area that's actually slightly smaller than a prison cell. Mm-hmm. Now obviously I can leave any time I'm not a prisoner but uh, <laughs> it can get pretty cramped. Though. I bet I bet. Um,
0: yeah. So what, what we're uh... Um, what were the most challenging aspects of travel when you were doing this podcast? Travel
2: or yeah, like just
0: I, you're you're traveling while at the same time doing the podcast.
2: Oh, like what was okay? What was challenging about the podcast? Doing the podcast um, while while traveling, like what were the challenge
0: Challenging. We have uh, Penny as a sound question. is a big one. Okay. Uh, okay.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, sound. The sound is a big one because there are a lot of ambient sounds and also just really isn't really anywhere convenient to set up my microphones uh another big one is whenever i especially uh once i started like messing with the switch instead of just having it in my hand and actually having it on the tv and so forth uh i basically had to hook everything up so i get back air in my bunk and then i have to like hook wires back and forth just to get everything hooked up so i could record it and see it and do it uh and then they'll go, like, and then also i'm trying to figure out what to do with the microphone so it was it, it was never static like every time i wanted to do an episode i basically had to set everything up which and sometimes I didn't feel like setting everything up, so I'd go to bed. Yeah, well, that happened a lot of times. I it's, it's like I just don't just I'm tired. I, I you know drove all day. I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. And then you also had I remember from the episodes you had an incident where you had some troubles with a with a TV from, from oh, breaking yeah. down, yeah. From falling apart twice from the the vibrations
2: of the truck. It happened twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The first the first time, yeah, it was just. It it was basically I I don't even know how it was staying. I was just hanging on by a thread by the time I finally got home and got it turned taken off uh, and I replaced I basically replaced it with basically basically the same model I, th- I thought I thought maybe it was just a some kind of a flaw in the manufacturer of that one they it just it had like a weak part to, you know back to it. Well, it started happening to the next one I bought, (laughs) but I was watching for it too. So I saw it a lot earlier and I caught it. And the final fix was I just had to get a smaller TV, which I think technically is probably more fit for that anyway, that mount anyway, because where you put it in uh, the little cubby hole above the refrigerator and below some cabinets, it fit a lot better there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the the vibration just in general, I'm pretty sure the vibration is also what killed my first microphone. I I bought a really nice microphone uh, Mm -hmm. and I I wanted to get a really high top quality one because I knew I was going to do like that, the parody I did. And also I I was thinking I was going to do more parodies. Uh, so I got this really nice one. I'm pretty sure it was the vibration that killed it. You know? oh. just, it, it didn't take long at all.
1: Oh, uh, that's too bad. And it then did. I think that like the one other technical difficulty that I can remember that you had to battle with is like just uh, being wary of the truck waking up in the middle of your recording. And i remember <laughs> like, oh yeah, there's my truck waking up.
2: I remember when you, you well, talk about that sometimes. Like that's, that's what I was saying though. I think I, I was worried more about it than the actual, that it was actually being a problem because it would do it. And then I was like, listen, you know, I would, I would say something, you know, saying, you know, my, my, my truck's waking up or whatever I would say. And, and I would think, man, Man, I'm going to have to like go back and check, you know, if it's going to be really bad. And it never was. Well, I think once it was, but I think it was because I had my microphone set in a weird place where the vibration was really like knocking my microphone back and forth. Yeah, for the most part, uh, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, uh, I think it's just more bigger bigger deal in my head. I, I'm I'm my own worst critic when it comes to these <laughs> things. I understand. It didn't I understand. help that I had some legitimately like real bad problems. That you know, I, my epi- some of the episodes just really are. You can't, like, there's one I know you can barely understand it. I just tried to salvage it the best I could. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But now, getting back to the game, uh, what do you think were some of the mo- more uh, challenging aspects of the game?
2: Mm, well... I mean honestly I didn't really find it that challenging <laughs> uh, I, I suppose the most challenging thing would be the you know kind of the maze like structure of the dungeons when you don't really have a whole lot of light uh, you know that's not that wasn't like super challenging though uh, something frustrating though something that really irritated me about about just the game in general was a was design choice to use the limitations of the UI to hide stuff and not and not just like mm-hmm. optional side stuff it was like mainline story like stuff like you have to like skirt the edge of Tantico castle to go get the sunstone, it's like it just—it <laughs> just seems so corny. It, I, yeah, you, you kind of nice. do the same thing. You do the same thing in Room All for the magic key, yep. and then you have the the the, the, the door behind home where you just push against the darkness. You know, well, no, there's a door there. If you were in there, you would see that that's a completely open path that goes back to behind there. <laughs> <Yeah>. But because <laughs> of just the way they designed the UI, it looks like yeah. it's a challenge, it's a secret, and it's not really. It, th- that kind of stuff just really grated on me a little bit. You know, it's not nothing to rage over. It just finally
0: yeah. yeah i remember when yeah when you got to remoldar and the person was like uh telling you how to get to the fairy flute and you're like i got that earlier because there was a shiny spot like
2: <laughs> there's definitely the original stuff like nes that. there was no there was yes. no shiny spots in the original nes <laughs> i i remember that's one of the things is like then this is way yeah. easier it's just like yeah, you know, if there's yeah. anything at all it's a shiny spot and even when yeah. i when i came across the mark of erdrick it's like i knew that it was down there somewhere in the swamp I knew I was going to have to go find the clue to get it. And I was about to use the princess pledge like I did in the NES. And, yeah. and the part of the problem, I, I, I meant to go straight to Catlin town and I, I, I took a wrong turn, mm-hmm. uh, which as you do in trucking, uh, it's the only way to go the extra mile, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, just all of a sudden, just randomly, I was going down, the going across that swamp and a little exclamation going, goes above my head. Like what? I clicked it like, oh yeah, right. It, it, these this is here. <laughs> I knew this was here. It just, it just startled me that they were just telling me straight up.
0: (laughs) It's like they weren't, they they didn't think modern audiences were prepared for the challenge of the original.
2: Well, there is a little bit of that in just gaming in general. It's a lot of games don't do, I don't know if they're necessarily easier, but they, they don't, challenge you mentally you know the way they used to yeah yeah, they hold your hand a little bit
1: more than they used to Dragon quest 11 yes. is a good example of that too where they 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 tell you like who are the key people to go talk to with the different colors and things like that mm-hmm.
2: and to a degree i actually appreciate that because i don't have a lot unlimited time <laughs> yeah and, and you know i was gonna
0: say when when we had these four uh the original four dragon warrior games re- that were released there was no game facts so everything no. was like word of mouth like the the, the couple occasionally there'd be something in, in nintendo cool.
2: power yep. Yep. Uh, yeah uh yeah yeah well i know like uh, four came out the very end of the life cycle of the nes which i yeah. think is why it looks so beautiful to me it just it, yeah. it looked really beautiful and it actually had story you know people you know characters that were talking to you were playing yeah i don't think you had that and i mean you you got you in two and three i don't remember them being like active characters maybe they are like i've not played yeah. them but i think it was the fourth the
0: fourth one was the first one where like every town you go to there's a problem you need to solve um, yeah and then and,
2: and then, then
1: there's more
0: staple and there's more mm-hmm. active things that you you do with your char- the character there's more characterization
1: in general Two, you know in two there wasn't really so much that you saw from gwaylin or mechanic uh three the, they were all blank blank slate characters so you didn't have that yeah. at all. Four yeah, because they were like really custom-made,
2: to... basically, weren't they in three? Yeah. Other, yeah, other exactly. than, I guess, the main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah wow, custom Maybe the main character, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, um, you just had,
1: you had the main character, and then the you had a party that you got to recruit from uh, Patty's Place to... Or I forget what it was called, but where you get to go to recruit your characters, and you can choose what class they start with, and all that. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. You so always yeah, always,
2: always didn't have like the nameless, the the, the, the protagonist that never speaks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is yeah. that's another reason I kind of do the intros. It's like you never really hear his inner monologue or what yeah. he's thinking. Uh, I, I don't know. G- games. That's one thing that actually kind of turns me off for Dragon Quest a little bit is that. The the main character has no real personality. Well, I think it was
0: actually done that way on purpose because the main character it was. supposed to be you. Yes, so it's yeah. like you are playing the role. Which and I, and so I can
2: respect that decision, too. but when we, in practice, it just I remember like Final Fantasy XIV does that too. Mm-hmm. They've mercifully kind of gotten away from it in like later expansions, but it's like you're just like this, nam- this nameless guy. Most he ever does is nod. <laughs> it's like he never right. says anything. But, All this it, crazy yeah, in, stuff's going on around you.
0: <laughs> in, in Eleven, they have flashbacks to when he's a child, and he talks then. So at some point, I'm like, all right, where the, when did this guy lose his voice?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a little bit of Eleven. Um, I think I got as far as the, the desert area where you do the horse racing. And I remember yeah, a guy, a really flamboyant guy joins your party. I think that's about the time I, I stopped playing.
0: Yeah, Sylvando, yeah. Sylvando. He's, he's, he's a pretty interesting character, especially... Uh, he's like
2: interesting. I was enjoying the game. I stopped playing because mainly because of the TikToks, it's like they're they're like going we are going back to the past like playing the old games and i'm sitting there wanting to do the old games i didn't want to spoil myself so i said well i'll go you know naive me i go back i'll just play through like all these and then get up to 11 like i've just done the one (laughs) 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 you know a lot of it's just i I was really i severely overestimated the amount of time i have Um, yeah i want to go back to 11 because that was a lot of fun
0: definitely yeah, I mean, I'm I'm slowly playing through, uh, you know, one through, uh, one through eleven right now with my son. Uh, we're we're currently on seven, which is probably going to take a year because uh, it's like a two hundred two hundred plus hours. I heard game. I
2: heard you saying like your your first episode that that's like the longest one. Yeah, oh, by, I, I, by far. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, just because of all the different uh content and like there's binders full of of all the dialogue that had to be translated on on uh we actually interviewed um uh justin lucas who was part of that project and i think i remember asking him uh you know d- did you have access to that shelf and he's like oh yeah it was just down the hall from where we were working or, like it was just it was like right over there and uh and yeah it's a massive it was a massive shelf full of binders on every shelf yeah, uh i'm gonna have to listen to that listen interview
2: because I, seven I really enjoy, i head out on playstation i really enjoyed just really enjoy that gameplay you know you go back in the past you like solve this problem like with this island then it appears in the future and you have to go see well what's what how did it evolve what's happening now in the world yeah i only ever like i don't think i ever made a disc too because i had a, a friend of mine he did play through and got to this too and he told me like yeah at some point like the big bag shows up and he's like getting everybody together like yeah." Well. and it's what he was describing to me didn't sound all that interesting hmm. yeah i, <laughs> I mean you know have to you played. have
0: to power through it it's uh, because yeah. it's particularly with the grinding of the monster, uh, the job classes and the monster job classes, like wh- whichever ones you want. Um, mm-hmm. The monster hearts are really the drops are uh, are really low. Um,
2: yeah, that's probably what RSP. ended up like styming me though is the grind. A lot of times, in a lot of these games, it's the grind. I'll be enjoying yeah. the game, but then all of a sudden it grinds, and then it's like, man, I don't feel like grinding today, so then I don't play it for a while, and then when I decide I do want to play it again. I don't remember where I was and I don't want to start over. So I ended up not, I remember, that's what I, I almost, it was always what happens with these dragon quest games. It's like that, yeah. that loop right there. I don't remember what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Starting with six, I think is like the one you have to like take notes because you can easily get lost in that one or forget, you know, uh, and there's job classes in that one as well. Mm. Um, uh, so it, it, who did the, uh, the cover art for uh, your episodes? I noticed uh, one is a picture of a guy driving a truck with a slime replaced <laughs> replacing his head now there's a piece of uh, an art of a trucker who i assume is you uh battling some drackeys in a truck
2: well uh there's there's two different people uh when i, f- I did my first episode and released it uh, the people over at the audio only let's play uh, discord channel have been very supportive of, you know me doing that and one of them was bill of mini Pod. he does a lot of podcasts uh, i think the uh, the after years or the golden years is the ones he's most famous well I, mean, I don't know famous that's the one I'm, i my primary think of him as being from um he he, he kind of pushed those because the first thing I, the first thing i had for like the, the art was just a picture of a slime basically the same picture he put on the head of that driver mm-hmm. so you know, I, I asked him okay oh, use that that's actually pretty good I like, yeah I'll use it uh, he actually did too he did that one and then he did one i did for my my seventh episode where you're you're running over the dragon lord (laughs) he's like stuck to your girl Uh, that's right uh the the uh, later on i had have a friend uh uh, her name's yana uh, and she, she's she's actually Russian She she's from Russia uh recently finally finally got her moved to the States she, she was engaged she's engaged to marry another friend of mine and they they got married they finally got yeah basically they were all, all set to go then the Ukrainian stuff happened like well that oh wow as you can imagine a con you know complicated all the heck yeah <laughs> trying to get her out of Russia and you know here in the States uh we finally did get get that done but she she did uh, she uh uh she did all that the, all that artwork um she asked me what you know what I wanted she you know she gave me exactly pretty much what I was asking i like, I think there was only like one or two details I said well this this is just slightly different. She did it you know no big deal um uh, uh, as far as like that being me, it would be a very young me <laughs> i I have more gray hair than he does i the actual what I told her to do is uh uh you know the guy I flat short here I gave him a picture of Al Borland, so that's what she did she did Al Borland. <laughs> Oh, okay. which I could probably, I could probably pull off an Al Borland, but that's not really what I look. At. <laughs> nice.
0: Is that Al Al Borland from Home Improvement?
2: Yeah, Richard Karn. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Richard Karn, right? <laughs> that was, I was reaching for the memories
2: on that one. <laughs> I liked him. I, I I liked him, and like we did Family Feud too. He's a real good guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I
0: remember from that?
1: Yeah, awesome. Hey, so getting back into uh, going back into trucking. So how did you end up getting uh, into trucking as as a career field?
2: Well, um. A long time ago, I, I used to be, uh, I, I was working at a hospital and they're basically material distributed, the warehouse underneath it, where we take supplies of the rooms and then, you know, make sure the floors are stocked and so forth. And the part I worked in was I was handling a lot of like the incoming deliveries. And also like that, Like the first half of my day was that I would stock the internal shelves and then I would take loads to some of the outlying hospital buildings, you know, you know across Terre Haute. And uh, I liked that because I was, by, I, I'm, I'm pretty introverted kind of guy. I don't You know, I I can sit and talk to people for a while, but eventually I just like being by myself. Which to me is like perfect. You know, I go in my truck, I turn on the radio, I go do my, my delivery runs. I come back and day's done. Eventually that job, a, a, an outside company, like a third party vendor was going to take over that part of the hospital management. And I basically had to reapply for my job. and I'm like, eh, I didn't know about that. And then about the same time, there was, uh, there was advertisements on TV for Schneider and they'd always have like the, you know, the, 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 you know the orange truck, you Schneider trucks are always those orange trucks. And they'd have them like on the edge of like the, the Grand Canyon, and everybody's looking out at the Grand Canyon. Like well, that's malarkey. I know that's malarkey, but it did put it in my <laughs> head it would be kind of nice just to be going around and see you know the world. And plus, I like truck driving, so that's why I decided. Man, you know what? Let's instead of like doing this, let's just be a truck driver. So this is back in the mid two thousands uh early 2000 i think 2003 and i worked for several companies then uh unfortunately i'm also very young back then i don't i I didn't have the discipline to be a truck driver back then uh, so i was i was only there for about three years for then worked for like three different companies uh eventually i decided i need to get out of this and i went i went to school to be an aircraft mechanic i'm not an aircraft mechanic because i really don't think i would want to be one <laughs> <laughs> then i was a security guard for about oh 12 years and i was like you know and, and eventually that that job ended because they've uh, i don't know i don't know if they're going for a different if a different security company or if they were just getting rid of security altogether where i was i, I wasn't very happy with it i I, I finally decided where you know why am i going back into trucking uh because even with security I, I worked for great Dane trailers they and all i would do all day there was uh Basically, ship empty trailers You know, some people come in, get the empty trailers, and go ship them out. And then I was basically working for an automotive company. Uh, it's it's actually ironically the same automotive company that I'm working now with Ryder. I'm basically wow. on the other side of it. With, I'm hauling the parts for Subaru. So, hmm. uh, so that that's kind of where I where I am and why I'm a truck driver. <laughs> Yes, there
0: there were many uh, different cities that you recorded from that you kind of uh, you start off each episode telling telling us where you are. Um, Mm -hmm. So and you mentioned that you're usually gone from home for about like four, four weeks. Um, So how far do you usually travel?
2: Well, and a lot of that was me. I, I had the option if I wanted to, I could come home every every two week. Uh, it's just I'm single. I don't need to go home. I go home and see my, my, my mom and dad. I, I like going home and seeing mom and dad and you know, kids and being and being home, being able to like not be in the truck for a little while. But uh, most people don't do it that way. <laughs> there are some. Uh, a lot of people like like just try to do the weekly thing where they only work during the week and they are home on weekends. Uh, my cousin he does that. Uh, as far as like how far I've gone, it really depends on the job. Uh, with Ryder now where, where I'm working, uh, I don't. The furthest way I go is 180 miles away uh, because I'm expected to come back and be home. You know, back I come back to the same terminal to go home every night. Uh, when I was with Swift, usually the furthest way I'd go. <coughs> well, when I was with my trainer. He was on the Hershey fleet and he would do the 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 a run from Hershey, Pennsylvania, over to Ogden, Utah, which is just north of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, Mm-hmm. that was a good run i mean just, just straight there all on i-80 yeah. uh, the uh when i worked started my change and actually you know gotten solo with my own truck and went to the craft fleet uh i would go up to new york close to uh, like avon new york uh several places in pennsylvania i go down to some places in south carolina atlanta uh then as far west as dallas usually and then up in like kansas city i think is about the farthest east i went or west i went up that way mm-hmm. now when i worked for rail, I, I was a lot more, I was open, I was over the road, open board. So they would, wherever they sent me. Uh, And with that, I've, I've been to the West coast with them. So, and also that's, they're the ones that sent me up into Canada sometimes.
1: Okay. Okay. So like, how many hours a day do you typically drive like what f- with what you do now and like especially during when you were podcasting Tranquist one like how like how many hours a day did you drive Because i remember hearing years ago that the max number of hours that truckers could drive got a lot more regulated uh than it used to be
2: well it's been regular i don't remember when the original regulation happened but it happened in the 80s or something like that And i didn't start driving until the 2000s uh th- there were regulations back in the 2000s i remember when i first started they actually changed it more to what it is now but it is regulated it's uh you're only allowed to Drive in any eight-day period, uh, or uh, well, okay. Are only allowed to drive? And this is going to be a little complicated. <laughs> it's not complicated once you know it, but it's kind of complicated to explain. Um, at the start of my day, I basically I'll, I'll go on duty, and everything's ELD now, so it's all on like a tablet. I push the on-duty button, and the timer starts right there. There's a 14-hour clock. Uh-huh. Now, 14 hours, no matter what I do, if all I do is sit there all day and on duty, after 14 hours, I'm not allowed to drive. Uh-huh. Now if I do drive within that 14 hour period, I can drive at most 11 hours. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, after that, you're in violation. And also after eight hours, regardless of where, the, what you're doing, you have to take a 30 minute break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on duty time will count for that. So you don't, you could be off duty, you could be in sleeper, or you could be on duty. Like you feel a lot, a lot of times I would take the opportunity when I'm feeling up to do, you know, my 30 minute break right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also an additional requirement where at any Eight-day period, you can only work up to 70 hours. Gotcha. So what I would tend to do when I was over the road is I would space it out so I never had to take a reset. Because the only way to get around like the, that that 70-hour rule, like let's say you did 70 hours in five days, which is easily doable. Uh, I, I almost do that now with Ryder. <laughs> uh, if you take 34 uninterrupted offline and/or sleeper do sleeper berth time, it resets that clock and you can drive. So but I, I never like taking the resets cause I, I would just, I would just as soon drive and then have time off at the end of the day. So most of the time I would try to space it out to where I was doing eight to nine hours a day. Okay. Now that, sometimes loads didn't account for that sometimes you had to you know sometimes you would drive less and sometimes you drive more uh, now with rider i have a very a very set route i do and i can bid on different routes like you know when it comes time to bid i can actually get, get a slightly different route but the route i have right now it's by on paper 13 hours it normally takes me about 12 hours and that's monday through friday and that's about all i get to do because i'm super tired by the time i get home
0: makes sense um so i i know at one point during the the recordings um you know somewhere in the middle of, of the podcast you were uh you contracted covid was it challenging uh like how, how challenging was it doing your job during the like the height of covid
2: well yeah uh, covid uh as far as like my job especially with swift i hauled the food uh, it didn't affect me at all uh okay <laughs> they wanted me to haul food uh it was nice. it was kind of nice as like all the you know traffic was gone that made it nice <laughs> Those, the four wheelers are staying home uh now the downside was you know like, like a lot of times like my my days i would i would find like a, you know like i mentioned a ta or petro they'd have mm-hmm. a nice restaurant well not during covid everything's shut yeah. down and and a lot of them never recovered uh, there's some there's some of them that just never open back up oh, That's too bad. I mean uh so that was that effect I mean as far as I actually getting COVID I didn't get it during the height of I got it the year after <laughs> and I had it for about four days before I decided you know I'm too too bad to even work it I was I was fighting through it and eventually it got to the point where I could just barely move I'm like yeah I think I might need to go to the hospital but that's me that's also why I lost my toe it was like yeah hey, I'll fight through it well no it probably wasn't the best idea to try to fight through that <laughs> But, you know, and part of that is being on the road, though. It's like, I don't have people around me. I can't just easily go to the doctor uh, just on a whim. So, you know, that, that's actually one of the reasons I've made the change to the job I now have is kind of for health reasons, but not, not only in an emergency situation, but also just generally health-wise. When you're sitting in a truck, you you balloon up. I mean, I'm I'm a big guy now. I'm, I've always been kind of big. I am mean, I'm not a super active guy or anything like that, but you really get big in the trucks. <laughs> If you don't and, do something and,
1: like and having like a daily route when you're coming back home, I, I imagine that would give you more flexibility to do appointments or whatever you need to take care of.
2: Depending on where when you're doing it. Yeah, that, that that's another thing. What I what I used to do is like I I'd, I'd let my home time, like I said, I would come home like every other month. Right. I would line up all of my doctor's appointments for when I'm home. So basically, anytime I go home, it's just a serious doctor's appointment. doctor <laughs> So, you
3: know,
2: that, that kind of like sucks some of the fun out of being home. but but it was nice to be able to do it it was was always nice to have that flexibility too where i went home when it was time you know these are my doctor appointments. they never had any single issue getting me home when i needed to get home that's good that's good but you know uh switching gears again uh the
1: song parody that you created near the end of your podcast run on dragon quest one was fantastic how did you come up with the idea for doing the using that song and then putting in your own dragon quest lyrics to it
2: (laughs) Well, parodies have always been fun. I, I used to be a big fan of Weird Al Yankovic. I, love, I used love his love his parodies. Hmm. And uh, initially, with that uh, that song, as initially thought of, it has nothing no resemblance to what it became. But initially, I was thinking, man, I'm doing this podcast. There's gonna be times where I'm just sitting there grinding i don't want to like do a grind but maybe i could like do like a, like a montage song and i remember i remember like the montage song from uh team america world police yeah <laughs> that was in my head so i'd start like working a little bit of lyrics like that and then, then I, I came to you know i couldn't remember the song very well so i played the song and the song that they played had no resemblance what was in my head, and what I've come to realize is I was doing the montage song to the 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 main theme of world Please. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't know how it transitioned over to convoy. I used to listen to convoy every once and again, and uh, I, I think what must have happened is I had that in my idea I was wanting to do a parody, and part of i was well I was listening to convoy and probably during the convoy one of those lines one of those lyrics went and got in my head and got stuck in my head I was like okay i like this and it's actually thematically appropriate for the, you know, the podcast being the convoy so and you know, so that's kind of where it started then it started just ballooning and i'd start trying to actually write it and figure it out uh you know, you know try to make it lyrically rhyme you know when it needed to and you know, while i'm doing that like several other parodies came to mind like there's, there's like four or five more i want you know it's in my head that i want to do <laughs> Uh I don't really have one for Dragon Quest II yet, though. I don't really because I don't know much enough about Dragon Quest II to do one. But uh, mm-hmm. well, Dragon Quest One, I, I knew I more or less knew the story. Matter of fact, I realized after I was done, it wasn't really a montage so, so much as I just basically sang the entire story of Dragon Quest One. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 it's from beginning to end because it just isn't that complicated of a story.
0: Yeah. But it was it was really clever, you know, because like the refrain is like talking about the grind and then you kind of mix in yeah. like the uh. The I think there might it. have
2: been a little bit of influence from, there's a, a song in uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which if you like Dragon Quest, there's a lot of Dragon Warrior uh, references in that. Yeah. But he does, they do a song in the, a karaoke called I, uh, I Want to Level Up. And I think there might have been a little bit of influence from <laughs> in that too. Yeah. It's I really cool. like that song too. If I ever do a playthrough of that, I'm going gonna, gonna to just Straight up singing in the karaoke style. <laughs> there you go. Nice. There you go. Love it. Uh, so you started to write. You started a
0: contest to write uh, a story about uh, how Gwaelin and the hero f- uh, fell in love after the hero rescued mm-hmm. her. Did you get any submissions and pick a winner?
2: I had four submissions. Oh, uh, nice. I do know who the winner is. Uh, I didn't do the podcast yet, partially because oh. I wanted to do. oh no, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lottery. Uh, It'd mean, I, probably be boring for me to go through all of them. But you know, part of it is also this transition, though, with going into this different job because right now i'm home i can't record the reason i'm in my car right now you know recording with you guys is i can't record at home right now uh that was always a problem even during you know when i was the other job but every time i'd have home time i can't record you know, i, I, I there's just nowhere where to do it no time to do it no privacy uh, so now recently matter of fact just before i started talking to you guys i've, I've actually got myself signed up hooked up to do the apartment here in Terre Haute. once i get settled to that i'm hoping to get back into all of this stuff get, you know we actually have a set place where i can record i want to lose that ambiance of actually having you know be in the truck but um, i'm still you know i still have some stuff to do but it's uh yeah I, another part of it was i am actually one of the submissions well one of the submissions really was on the edge of being what i would accept <laughs>
1: I remember I kept to trying old. to
2: warn people about the, let's be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, I might, I might have to pull out the, 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 truck horn for a couple parts of that one. It's not, he's not, <laughs> he wasn't overly crude. Like I, he was riding that line. Yeah. One of them. I almost wanted to do a parody of because it was just so off the wall and funny. But I, and I actually started like looking at it. Like I don't really know how I would do this. So I, I didn't end up doing it, but I did actually want to do a parody for it. And that's another thing that was kind of stopping me from getting it done. I thought I was working on another parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, the one that won, uh, it's, it's short and sweet and it's actually exactly, I, he, he, he followed instructions. He did exactly what I was asking him to do. So, nice. uh, the other, the other submissions, they were good. They're fun. Uh, wasn't, they were creative. They just weren't really what I was after. So well,
1: that's cool. I look forward to, uh, hearing your future podcast, announcing that and incorporating. yeah that And
2: I'm going to read the them stories. off. I'm going to read them all off. So you'll, you'll, you'll hear what they are. I just, uh, I'm, I'm okay. not wanting to say, I'm not wanting to say, give too much details because I've not actually done the, you
1: know, nope, not, like un- under, understand, understand. Don't want to give away spoilers. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's great but uh so for for drank quest one what would be your overall impression of the game now that you've completed it recently and feel free to be brutally honest cuz you know we know that what you played is a good remake but it's still a very old game
2: well you're right it is it is a very old game um it shows its age but one positive i would say about Dragon Quest 1 is because it's so short you don't really have time to get bored with the fact that it's an old game it's just mm-hmm. you kind of go through it it's really quick uh very simple story there's not much to it you know if you just want to like yeah you i'll know, play around with especially in the remake where you, the graphics are a little bit better you kind of have the more modern 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 versions of the monsters, although they're named weird sometimes. Was that just me, or is that actually something weird about the remake? Uh, Yeah, that was
1: the remake. There have been several different localization styles for what they name everything that it's hard to keep track of. From over the years, it was yeah. different. You know, they started out with different names in Dragon, the Dragon Warrior games, and then they've switched over to different names and third names and fifth names. And I'm exaggerating, but yeah, it's there's it's there's definitely it's definitely different in what you played to what you played as a kid.
2: Yeah, yeah well, I knew in like the, the, the in terms of like the spells, like you'd have like the hurt more and hurt spell. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. it's sizzle and sizzle, sizzle and sizzle now, which that but that sizzle and sizzle is actually consistent with everything that comes after. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but then there's like some of the names of the monsters is like that isn't what that is. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it was, and sometimes it was. It was a very, very strange. Yeah, was like, kind the, of like doubting wyvern, myself. Like, to, the wyvern uh, and the chimera, and also the like the mages, the ledgermen or mages or whatever. Like I don't think mm-hmm. that's. Of course, I don't even know if those are in other ones because there, are, there is like your standard like warlock or whatever that's in you know kind of common ones later
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they called them like prestidigitators or something like that yeah (laughs) it was just just a
2: really weird name yes uh, it is (laughs) yeah but Um, overall i i I I wouldn't never like say this is the greatest thing ever you know go play this but like if you just want something quick and short i mean and it's also this is this is the granddaddy you know this is the work a lot of rpgs come from exactly uh just from that standpoint it's worth a playthrough i think yeah and like i said it, it, the remake the remake is easier so it's not it's not even you kind of remove even that complication because the old mm. game was a lot more brutal <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't I, remember I, it
0: being anywhere near this easy yeah i played
2: I, through it recently and kind of i was like
1: it. oh my god I've, I've been spoiled by
0: all the remakes over the years <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> i still love the original just for because it really just takes me back to childhood when i was like 10 years old i played it for the first time yeah yeah so yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you might uh, do Dragon Quest 2 in the future. Or are you planning on podcasting through the entire mainline series at some point?
2: It is the original plan. I don't know how well I'll be able to do it. I, I, I wanted to continue doing them. A matter of fact, I even, a little Easter egg at the end of the song about it. Uh, I'm doing tw- 2. Um, but yeah, I want to do 2. I want to do 3 for sure. Although at this point, I might actually have stalled long enough to actually get the 3D remake of it the 2d 3d one oh yeah you could yeah. oh yeah uh, we we have no idea when it's coming out
1: yet but we're we're thinking that it's gonna since it's gonna be the 35th anniversary of the game next year in japan anyways mm. when it came out in japan that we're yeah. thinking that it might come out sometime during that year
2: yeah I'm, I'm i'm kind of interested in that i remember three being a lot of fun i remember two not being so much fun <laughs> two, two uh, can be
1: rough two, for some people yeah uh,
2: is the remake better yeah oh yeah it, it
1: has some improvements for sure uh and like one of the One of the, uh, there were some things in it like Hanuk would die pretty easily. And that was like a long running joke. And they beefed him up a a bit and, and made some other yeah. things a little bit better but it still can be a little challenging especially like the the very end of the game and going to this the infinite infamous cave of rhone
0: and places I, like that did they fix oh, yeah. the fact that like yeah rhone which i think is called something different in the in the in the remake but like yeah. you get to this this like uh, icy kind of wasteland uh, at the end and uh, like several of the monsters there that you fight are the hardest in the game and they have unblockable death spells Ah, uh, still there. Um, you can still get that's the still there. Did they? They didn't give you because in three, I think they give you like a, a give life rock or something that you can just have in your possession that kind of cancels out an, an instant death spell.
1: Yeah, it, which they've had ever since then. But I don't know if it's in the remake for two. I don't think it is. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, feel free to feel free to correct me after. look well, forward part, to. At least you have more people
2: around to not game over immediately. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. The, that's the other well, thing like yeah, only it's a one group of the death spell
1: yeah and only one of the characters uh in the original had revived to to revive one of your dead party members
0: yeah uh, in the in the right. remake
1: you have both the both of your party members
0: right. canic and gwaylin can do revive so that helps too. yeah so that that's what was brutal about the original too is that
2: the the only guy with the revive spell is always usually the first to die yeah <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying like gwaylin and whatnot is is. Just... Are they named in two? Because I remember in one, I had to, like, do research to, like, find the quote-unquote official name of the hero. <laughs> uh,
0: I think, yeah, I think you might be mixing it up with Cindy. Uh, did you say Gwaylin? Gwaylin
2: is... I, I'm
1: uh, I'm mixing up a little bit of a but thou must, but thou must. Dragon yeah. Quest One princess. I meant to say so. The the way they're named, they have like random names that they give them, but it's say, Moonbrook. Moonbrook yeah. princess of yeah. Moonbrook and princes of Can or prince of Canic yeah. and princess of Moonbrook is how you would normally refer to
0: them because the yeah. game gives you like random names. But to your yeah. to your defense, the name that I got on my first playthrough was Kalen. Oh really? So <laughs> it's very similar to Gwalen.
2: Yes. Well the. Because I, I looked, I, I remember I was I did some preliminary looking up for like you know the names of and there is like, apparently there's a, a, a Japanese dramatization of some of these there is. which would be very there interesting is. although I don't speak Japanese I've, I've kind of been trying to learn it but but uh, it actually it actually kind of brings up a question because when I was doing the research like I know the state the princess of moonbrook is in when you first meet her now which i didn't know mm-hmm. before uh-huh. i'm not super picky about spoilers and whatever but is there anything going forward in any of the games that you would like hesitate like you know don't look too deeply into this because it'd be a you know a, you know a fun surprise or something like that
1: uh, well, certain characters sometimes certain see,
2: characters sometimes sometimes you might have
1: someone that like you think is going to be your main character party member and then he leaves and then you never see him again which i won't say what game or you might have someone like oh this character's great and then they die and then they don't necessarily come back unless you do post game there's stuff like that that happens and
0: sometimes they don't come back at all (laughs) right (laughs) yeah it depends if they're
2: well I imagine I'll do less research as once I get into like four and like the characters kind of have their own care in the game I don't have to like look Mm -hmm. up who they are so I'll I'll probably get away with it a lot more we get get away from that a lot more once I actually eventually get there although I don't uh, know how I'm going to do four five and six because I don't want to do it on mobile phone. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do those.
0: It's actually not too bad, particularly 4. Because uh, starting with 7 and then Future remakes started to have this, uh, starting with the Zenithia trilogy, was that they added party chat. Um, mm-hmm. And it's essentially just like you hit the talk button when you're not standing in front of anyone and your party members just kind of like talk about what they're thinking you know, uh, based on what some of the NPCs just said, or like where they are, you know. And sometimes it'll be like is lost in thought, which means they don't have a dialogue box for the current. That's state. pretty cool. But, but yeah, it fleshes out the the personality. So uh, the DS version of Four, for some reason, they removed it. Um, but it was they put it back in there in the mobile version. So Four is actually one I would recommend to play on mo- mo- uh, mobile.
2: If well, you I have, I have a it. I, matter of fact, I had played a little bit of it on Four. I don't. The the problem I had on the mobile is it just are on the tablet as the controls just feel wonky yeah like, like moving you around like i, I almost right, want to find right. a controller somehow uh, i do yeah, yeah i do remember
0: uh it, it, I, yeah, I do remember like accidentally going up and down stairs when i didn't want to mm. a lot <laughs> sorry penny what were you gonna say
1: no i was just gonna say yeah there is a learning curve to playing the games on mobile but once you get over that learning curve which doesn't take too long then it's actually not that bad because I, I uh had some difficulties when i first started playing the mobile games but then after i got used to it after a while i was like oh this is actually not not that bad that's great
0: yeah yeah and the original oh, oh, i got some time to four. figure it out i love i love four the original but uh by the time you get to chapter five um they the original doesn't really handle the um the ai controlled party members well um because it doesn't give you full control um and then in, starting in i think it was maybe five you get you you get the option to like uh give orders to everyone um mm-hmm. but in the original for four you uh by chapter five they're like okay you no longer control these characters we're gonna do all the attacks and spells and stuff so that can be difficult um and it it really is night and day when you play the remake for four uh you get and you get that full control then you really can tackle the bosses the way you want to okay
2: that's
0: that's pretty Um, cool
2: yeah i I would expect that's kind of surprising they didn't have that to begin with it seems like that's the easier option just let the player control it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and thankfully in in you know starting i believe starting with five and then in the future uh remakes um they they added that back in um yeah it was
1: it was something unique they came up with for for the nes where they decided that hey you could get to control your hero no matter what but then once you gather all your characters in the final and fifth chapter then you're going to go into coaching mode you're just going to tell them like different uh methods of attack or defense to use and just let them go at it so it something yeah. they were experimenting with back in the day yeah
2: is an interesting thought you know it's an interesting experiment yeah, yeah. but it like kind of reminds it, me a little bit of like the, uh, a proto version of the gambit system from uh final fantasy 12. yeah, yeah. but they, they the
0: ai wasn't there yet for like the famicom no. <laughs> nes era so you then you have like uh bray just spamming ice spells and they're failing on like uh, on a boss that that's like not that's strong against ice or or they're not buffing the characters like you want they're not casting or you had uh, super helpful
1: or you had curl you know you were talking about alina and curl being one of your favorite characters or christo Mm -hmm. curl depending on the version you're playing he would he was infamous for using his uh (laughs) whack spell against people to try and do the instant kill and, and to no avail even, on yeah, bosses, he'd be I think, like using too. it against bosses
0: and stuff. He's <laughs> like, What are you doing? Um, but you, yeah, you that's man, one you of those know, things you
2: know, we as players, where it's like your character, I'm like, I have this really cool spell that instantly in this, and it ain't working, no, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they do make
0: fun of that in the heroes games a lot. I think his coup de grace is like him trying to cast it quack, over quack, and over quack, again and fail. I have
2: played the first <laughs> heroes game, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed the first heroes game. Uh, it is true is this, they have a second one now, dot two, don't they? Yeah, yes.
0: yeah, I haven't got to play that one as much because it was released around the time my son was born and now my ps4 is uh has since died <laughs> so um i have it and i'm looking forward to playing that and builders 2 uh which came out around the time my daughter was born uh so <laughs> i do builders have builders 2 was a game. lot of fun builders yeah 2 was a i lot did of fun. i did get i did get like a fraction of the way through it and then i had to uh stop due to like life events <laughs>
2: I think I did the first two islands and I got to a point where I was supposed to be like, on. The, there's like that middle, that big creative island where everybody kind of gathers and they were building a pyramid, I think. And they were wanting to help, but I didn't know how to get them to help me. And I got very confused and frustrated. And I think that's where I stopped playing.
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So w- one of the things you, you were talking about in terms of like, uh, you know, wanting uh, in terms of like uh, spoilers and everything. Um, just the one thing I will say is like every time you see puff puff because I noticed you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned this in uh, in one of your episodes and you're like oh, I'm gonna have to guess what that is. Um, so yeah. that is like that's like a I think it's a Toriyama inside joke about a, a like a boob massage on the face. um <laughs>
2: and that that's
0: been well, like there's a, there's a gif running...
2: around like the final fantasy 8 character guy like, has two slimes on each side and it's kind yeah, of kind yeah yeah the,
0: the DQ eight uh like yeah the, that that so they've been kind of making jokes about what that is you know the first time i saw that was in i think or the first time they had like the 3ds the now yeah. like do,
2: i guess they do they just like fade to black whenever you do the puff puffs now like, sometimes yeah, yeah like the in games, heroes yeah.
0: Yeah, because they want to leave it up to imagination, but I think that's the origin of what it is. But like, yeah, yeah the, I, the,
2: like the I the said, like I could be part. rather crude about it and like guess at what just happened there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, you know, if I was going to be wholesome, oh, well, she got like a like a bunch of like makeup puffs, just puffing you, like yeah, ASMR style or something. I think that's how or, it was
0: originally interpreted in the in the Dragon Warrior Three, which is the first time we would have seen it. But uh, yeah, yeah, so I, that, it was
2: in the original Dragon
0: Warrior. I, I remember oh, yeah. the puff puff being. Uh, in the I don't. I don't think it was in Dragon Warrior One, was
1: it? No, Unless they, it was they, added to
0: the remakes.
1: They took they took it out. If if it's there, it's something else entirely. But they yeah. it, it got censored out of the the Dragon Warrior NES one. Okay, yeah, well, it's, maybe, maybe it's in the remakes so. though. But no, it's, it's in the in, remakes though.
0: It's in also starting with Dragon Warrior Three. Uh, it is definitely in the remakes, but yeah, in the original, we, we first saw it in Dragon Warrior Three. Yeah. Um, in <laughs> the town of Ashram. Yep. Uh, where the guy where you get fooled. Yeah, but it's it's the toughy guy, the roughneck, the guy yeah. with the bullhead helmet. Which is it's hilarious because then they, they do like throwbacks to that in some of the uh, future games and yeah, in in, yeah. in in eleven um they have like. Multi, I think there's like w- at least one Puff Buff in every town, and they're all unique. Like they're they're all like some kind of parody of it, and it's it's eleven. Yeah, I think you get. I think I think you get like a an accolade for for finding all of them. And yeah, there's uh, like and, a, a PlayStation I trophy. From, that you know? yeah.
2: <laughs> and,
0: and one one of my favorites is like the very last one, which I won't spoil, but it's fantastic. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, they're all joke. Um, they're jokey versions
1: of it. It's, it's, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of fun which it is you, it's one of those things you kind of have to
0: have fun
2: with it if you're going to do it. It's Yeah. Um, so, it it is it is one of those things that like touches on like a topic that you wouldn't normally like a, a lot of Dragon Warrior is kind of a child friendly. Like, you know, the, the art style, things that's going on, it's very child friendly. Then you have that like
0: what?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's yeah, cuz it the game when the game's
1: in Japan came out like they weren't like meant to be for little kids. It was more like more of a I guess maybe family and on up kind of kind of thing. So it had some serious stuff that was in it. But like, you know, Akira Toriyama's art is more kind of I don't want to say kitty, but it's a little not as uh Harsh as some of the other, you know, more realistic. Yeah, it's
2: it's not, it's not like someone he wasn't going for super realism. He was, right. He, he has his style, and it's a good style. Um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't I know what you mean. I don't want to say it's kiddie necessarily, but it's just cartoony a little bit. You know. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is actually kind of nice. It's kind of a nice departure to get away from you know the you know the realistic looks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's I nice think to have that's why different. it's been
0: so powerful, or in in, in Japan, so so uh, so massive a franchise
2: there. I've wondered episode. about that. See, is, look to it i've wondered about that because I, I i remember reading and it's true with me like in the united states and the west final fantasy is like far by far the more popular whereas in japan i know they go nuts for dragon warrior yeah oh yeah like yeah. and i it's like and I, I one of my challenges is like why is that exactly <laughs> you know? what is it you know why what what it's social what cultural difference is it that makes that difference i do there's, yeah.
1: there's, there's, there's just so many it's it's not just like one reason that's part of the problem is it's yeah. so many layers to it and a lot of those layers happened with the fact that uh, we got the game so much later than when they came out in Japan like the first one we didn't get in America until like three years after it came out in Japan mm-hmm. and, and lack of marketing and and just uh, no Dragon Quest games at all during the Super Nintendo era like we got none of them yeah lots of different yeah. things
2: happened uh, perfect yeah, I remember I forgot all about Dragon Quest until I just happened to see 7 in the store one day. Oh, really? Yes. I remember those. Yeah, a lot of a
1: people, yeah. a lot of people, yeah. Um, and then, like, 7, uh, they, you know, a lot of the Ranked Quest games are graphically very impressive, especially, like, 4 on the NES. That's one of the best NES games you can get. yes. See. Or, like, uh, 11 looks really good, 8 looks really good on the PS2, uh, but then they had 7 on the PS1, and then you had 7 that kind of looked more like a Super Nintendo game, and then you had Final Fantasy 7 that, <laughs> yeah. at least back yeah. in the day, looked very modern, so that didn't help either. So there's It still, did. There's a lot I of remember 7 products. back
2: then. I remember, I mean, people joke about it now, but, you know, when you lived back there, I, I still to this day know why. It's just so much more impressive. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, just lots of different things like that that came together that did hurt Dragon Quest over the years. That it just never took off as as much as Final Fantasy did over here in the West. Yeah,
0: and but one of the reasons why I like it uh, better than than Final Fantasy, um, I mean, it's just the combination of again like the art style, Yuji uh, Horii's storytelling, um, the way the music ties everything in, and you're really kind of immersed in this medieval fantasy. And it's consistently a medieval fantasy for the most part. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of variants where you know. They're driving a car, or like, you know, they're in space or something like that, and some of the spin offs. But, like, uh, but for the most part, especially in the mainline series, it's all medieval fantasy. um, And it just, it's uh, a, a, it's just a fantastic world to be a hero. Well,
2: in. I think part of with me is I haven't had a whole lot of experience with uh, Hoji's storytelling yet. Like I said, I've played one. It, yeah. it, there isn't much of a story there. Two, yep. I know, did not really have much of one either. Yeah. Uh, three, three, yeah. I think, is like one one of the most. I know three was big. It probably does have a bit of a story to it. Yeah, Yep
0: yeah a little bit but you're still there's still towns where you don't have to solve problems in them they're just kind of there for like you Mm -hmm. know for other like rest stops or um, world building uh, or or or, yeah that like or or just like you know weapon shops that might have a big thing like
2: comb in like one like this serves no purpose (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but then, Other than then i you guess have, the fairy uh, flute which i don't even think you even need but... uh you use it to make the golem sleep so you can attack him, yeah easier. but i don't
2: i don't know what the point of that was but time, time i got round to Catlin Town, and maybe it just because i was over leveled for it uh-huh. i was like i just felt like i was wasting my time putting him to sleep
0: <laughs> uh, but did you fight him without it i don't remember
2: no i fought him with it i did it because it was, this is was the big moment this is why i've had this yeah. fairy this entire game i want to <laughs> yeah. use it now he like, <laughs> yeah. went to sleep for one turn i was like it didn't matter <laughs> uh, um but yeah i
0: i actually forgot what i was talking about too <laughs> no
1: that's that's good that's fine because let's uh let's go into the uh the other podcasts that you have and after you finish dragon quest one you ended up going on to play, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right because uh, I'm bad with that. Valkyra Chronicles. That's um, about
2: what I would say. Valkyrie Chronicles is what I say. It's, I don't know the okay. exact pronunciation either. We can all. Uh, well, it's, not, it it, it's the same podcast. It's a different, it's a different <laughs> right. game. Exactly. Um, so
1: you started doing that game. Uh, do you plan to continue uh, that game that you've started? I know you had to stop because of all the stuff that was going on with your life, but do you plan to yes, pick that up again? Uh,
2: I do. Uh, i was really enjoying it. And, and one of the things, when the well, reason I started that is I wanted to actually have one that was concurrent with Dragon Quest 2. But I wanted I wanted to have something that's weekly, and it's very mm-hmm. easy for me to just do an episode of Valkyrie Chronicles because it kind of has a really easy start, start and stop point. You know, You do a mission. Uh, whereas with Dragon Quest, when I do Dragon Quest Two, like when I did the Dragon Quest One, I, I wanted to be able to like take my time, edit, like do the intros, do wh- do the fun stuff I want to do with that episode, and do you know, and, and and go that way. Now, one thing I did find out that I needed to get like a, a video converter, which is going to be really nice when I do go back to Dragon Quest, because the sounds going to be a lot better, because uh, I just be, I'll be recording straight from the game instead of like oh, from my cool, TV man. into the microphones the way I was nice. doing it. Nice. But yeah, I definitely want to do that. I'm I was even actually halfway to kind of do it the way no Cat does it and actually record the video and actually maybe put the video up on youtube as well but still do it in the audio let's play format so i'm i'm still basically speaking but if you wanted to like look over and see what was actually going on you could but i that's that was more complicated than what i could do in the truck so i never ended up doing that gotcha
0: so you mentioned no Cat. are there any other podcasts you would recommend to us that you like
2: uh well i have a broad interest uh, so i'll confine myself to gaming <laughs> Uh, no cat is definitely one no one can know about this podcast. They do Final Fantasy. Uh, they do an amazing job at it. They're very good at it. Uh, 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 another audio only let's play podcast I listen to really enjoy is Skeleton House. Um, uh, he he does he kind of alternates back and forth. He does like some horror suspenseful ones. I'm not super interested in those uh, just because I'm just personally not interested in that genre. But he he's done a Super Mario RPG one which is really good, and mm. he's currently doing Chrono Trigger which is fun. Nice. Um, outside of that, I listen to uh, uh, Speakers of High for final fantasy 14 news uh, i listened to a couple uh Actual plays of uh, one of them is Critical Hit, and they do did an actual play of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, fourth edition, and they're currently moved on because they did a complete campaign all the way through. And they're currently now doing Starfinder, which is the other one. Is Cosmic Crit is another one I listen to. That's a Starfinder uh, podcast, and the only other one, last one I'll I'll, I'll recommend to people is uh, called the Triforce podcast, and it's it's uh, Lewis Brindley, perian Flax and uh, Flax and Sips from the augs cast. They're basically just talking about life. You know, they, what what have they been doing last week? You know, they, they're now that one skeleton house and no one can know about that. Sometimes they can get a little bit crude in the language, so you know that's <laughs> a little bit departure from. What, it's a little bit departure from what I do, so I just like to give yeah. people a heads up about that. But but they're still very good. uh They're they're all in, in like the Dark Force. It's just it's just fun. It's just funny. Uh, but you know, those would be ones I'd recommend.
1: Oh, well, great! I appreciate your time. You know what's the best way to reach you if fans want to contact you and where can they find your podcast or any of the other projects
2: that you might be doing right now um, the best way honestly is email because I get a notification that someone sent me an email uh, now I guess eventually I would turn that off if I got in Deluge, but uh, questing at gmod.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter that's a really good way to do it at questingtruck uh, on Twitters and also just uh, on discord if you ever join the audio only let's uh, uh, audio only video game let's play server uh, I have a, a little channel in there that's also or you know, I'll put some just in there you could message me from just inside there it would be another way um, as far as other mediums uh technically i still have my youtube channel and i may well pick it up again uh, uh currently that's under the name thomas merrick uh but you know you, you look up like let's mega mech and that you'll find my channel all right so if you're interested in battletech stuff i guess you know go there there's lots of battletech content right there that's awesome, awesome.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of Slime Time. We want to thank the Questing Truck for joining the party. Definitely check out Questing on the Road podcast. Uh, whether or not you've played Dragon Quest 1, the audio podcast, uh, Andrew's descriptions and narrations really put you in the game. Like That's one of the things I really liked about about this audio Let's Play is just like understanding and visualizing exactly where he is in the game, on the map, uh, in the story. So uh, definitely check it out.
1: Yes, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. It was great. No problem. Also, it was fun. Awesome. So, Honk, if you love free stuff, We do too. We will always load out this quality content about the game series we know and love for free. If you do have any money that's itching for a road trip, and you would like to donate to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, stop by the Dragon's Den at www.wudis.com slash den and click on support this site. Wudus has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den DQ fan site for decades, and he personally edits every YouTube version of our podcast. He fully appreciates any donations to help keep the servers running.
0: And the Dragon's Den website also features Amazon affiliate links. Uh, if you click the link and make a purchase a small fraction of the sale will go to support the den and it doesn't cost you anything To advertise with us reach out at slimetime at gmail.com
1: don't forget we have a slime time t-shirt you can buy by our resident artist delicious dwayne see the link for it in the show notes
0: if you have any comments or questions for the dragon quest slime time podcast you can find us on twitter and instagram at dq slime time
1: consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the oldest surviving forums on the internet. Find it from the Dragon's Den main page or at www.wudis.com forums. You can also find us and other rabid DQ fans through the Dragon Questers, Infinity Strash, and Dragon Quest Tact global Facebook groups. We'd love to see you there.
0: Or come hang out with us and tons of other hardcore Dragon Quest fans on the officially unofficial Dragon's Den Discord server.
1: We'd like to thank everyone that made this possible, like Wudis, for his support of the series, this podcast, and keeping the Dragon's Den lights on for decades. We'd also love to thank everyone out there in the trucking industry. We appreciate your hard work hauling all of our much-needed and or wanted goods all over the country. Uh,
0: thanks to Amanda LaPree and the Descends of Erdrich for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descends of Erdrich is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Uh, check them out in their, at their album Advent at www.descendersofverdrick.com or on Twitter at diaverdrick. And Amanda Laprie has a Twitch streaming uh, channel featuring playthroughs of many of the classic NES and snes RPGs. Please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast. If you're looking for more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Audible, YouTube, and more. And check out our brothers and sisters in arms over the Side SideQuest, and Tactfully Die podcast. Their latest episodes
2: are available now. Bye, everyone. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off.
3: Here's the questing truck. You got a copy on me, Hero. Come on. Yeah, Hero. Ten four For sure, for sure. Seems we're good straight to Alfgard. Come on. Yeah, that's a big 10-4 there, Hero. We're definitely going through some woods. Mercy's sakes alive. Looks like we're grinding us some levels. We rolled on into Castletown and things didn't seem quite right. Seems this lad called the Dragon Lord had stolen the Sphere of Light. The people there were quite distraught as when he fled the scene, he took their princess to the east, intent to have a queen. We're gonna grind some levels questing through the night. We're gonna grind some levels, we just gotta go out and fight. Come on, let's grind those levels. If you want to beat the Dragon Quest, then we gotta grind those levels till our stats can pass the test. Level. Hey, Hero, this here's the question truck. You doing all right back there? Yeah, you might want to hurry it up. This swamp's getting real intense up here. We headed on to Remuldar to secure some magic keys. We'd need to break into a lock to secure the girl's release. A dragon tried to block the way, but after his defeat, we saved that princess sweet and fair and swept her off her feet. We're gonna grind some levels, questing through the night. We're gonna grind some levels, we just gotta go out and fight. Come on, let's grind those levels If you wanna beat the Dragon Quest Then we gotta grind those levels Till our stats can pass the test Level Hey Hero, can you give me a 10-9 on that? Yeah, that's right, just stick the flute into the exhaust And we'll tweedle our way right into Catlin Town our quest took us across the land into the deepest tombs. Some treasures lay behind the golem and others in secret rooms. Each new treasure we discovered made our troubles grow by the day. Endless monsters followed us and tried to block our way. There were pesky ghosts and slimes and wolves and bugs of every size. Gigantic dragons breathing fire and drackeys filled the skies. The king was begging caution. But I didn't think it'd be so hard With three wise sages by my side And an amateur Galen home bard Hey, spoony you got a copy back there? Yeah, see if you he can head back to the end And maybe work on a victory song Yeah, one of the sages is getting agitated And he can use all the practice he can get When rain and sun did chance to meet It made a rainbow road I crossed that sucker blazing fast I'm sure I passed up toad. The Dragon Lord was getting nervous and tried to change his luck. Seems the Rake had an offer to make, but a deal isn't what got struck. We're gonna grind some levels, questing through the night. We're gonna grind some levels, we just gotta go out and fight. Come on, let's grind those levels, if you wanna beat the Dragon Quest. Then we gotta grind those levels, till our stats can pass the test. Levels... Yeah, it's four twenty... She's six good, baby. I'm going to get on out of here. Next time I'm back to this well, I'll be sure to swing by and visit the family. Well, catch you on a flip-flop. This here's the questin' truck.
2: for Slime Time, reminding you all that you must complete your adventure.